Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Hallelujah. Turn, turn to Mark chapter 4. I want to speak to you about the law of increase tonight. It just really stirred in my spirit. And really want to speak to you about the cumulative effect, effects of applying our faith. The cumulative effect. You see, that's where a lot of people miss this thing. You know, they'll get in faith for a little while. They'll endure for a little while. And they just kind of quit on their faith. But you've got to understand, when you stay in faith and you continue to push through in faith, there's a cumulative effect of your faith. Amen? And that cumulative effect, Jesus talked about it. He said 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. That's a big thing. Let me put that in another perspective. 3,000% increase. 6,000% increase. Or 10,000% increase. Okay. And that's a result of the cumulative effect of us applying our faith. Okay. That's why the enemy will attack your faith. That's why the enemy will try to discourage you. That's why the enemy will get you to try to get you to quit on your faith. Because it is only by faith that you'll overcome him. And it is only by faith you'll be able to tap into all the things that God has provided for you under the new covenant. And then they become a reality. Every promise that is yes and amen will become a reality. And it's only by faith that you'll be able to please God. It's only by faith that you'll be able to live. Because the just or the righteous shall live by faith. We have any righteous in this place tonight? Amen. Come on. Who's the righteous of the Lord? If you're blood-bought, blood-washed, born again, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. You have received that gift of righteousness. You have been made righteous by faith. And if you've been made righteous by faith, how are you going to continue to operate? You must operate by faith on a daily basis because that's the way of the righteous. That's the lifestyle of the righteous. Living by faith. Operating by faith. Amen. So have you found Mark chapter 4? Okay. You know, by the way, the entire chapter, uh, really Mark chapter 4, the entire chapter is about the law of seed and harvest and increase. But let's just read verses 24 and 25. And he, that is Jesus, said to them, take heed, which means be careful, be watchful, be careful. Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. You know, okay, we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So the more you hear, more will be given. Well, what's given? More faith is given. And that faith allows you to tap into things because that faith can be applied into different areas of your life. It can be applied to your health. It can be applied to your finances. It can be applied to your marriage. It can be applied to your business. It can be applied to all the different areas of your life. Do you understand me? So wherever you apply your faith, amen, is where you're going to begin to see the results of your faith producing fruit. For whoever has, then he says, to him more will be given. See, God's not a socialist. He doesn't take away from the one who has to give it to the ones who don't have. Do you understand me? Because God is a, is a wise investor. He knows where to invest. He's only going to invest where he's getting return, where he's getting fruit. Amen. So whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Oh, that's the completely opposite of socialism. 
right? They want to take away from those that are succeeding and give it to the ones that are not succeeding. Okay, now I understand about you know, providing opportunities and, and, and ways for people to grow and be educated so they can succeed. We do have to make, make that available. I mean, that's what educating people is about. But number one, they, people got to get educated in the Word of God. You know, because you got to get them free of all the different curses and the, the, the messes and the bondages in their lives because otherwise they're not going to be able to break through. So we've got to get people under the Word and under the anointing. That's the only way people are going to get free. That's the only way people are going to just, you know, break through and grow up into what God's called them to be. Amen. Okay, so what we see here, these verses are absolutely critical for anyone who truly desires to prosper increase and have spiritual success okay because what do we see here two people can hear the same word right but get different results why one is a believer one is a skeptic same word jesus said sower goes out to sow the, the seed which is the word of god and then he talks about the four different kinds of ground some of it fall by the wayside the birds of the air come in just take them real quick which means that someone who basically puts absolutely no value on the Word of God, it's like in one ear, out the other ear, or they just have a hard heart, they just really basically no respect for the Word of God, and then the words of the air, which represents demons, they're going to come and steal the Word immediately. And then, you know, some of it fall on stony ground. That means that's, that, that ground, that, that type of soil is a mixture. There's soil which can help the roots go in, but then there's a lot of stones and rocks. And so that refers to hardness. Of heart judgments and offenses and unforgiveness so you know you, you can't have that mixture in your heart because then the roots will try to go but then they can't really go down deep and then it's just gonna wither away or some of the seed falls among what thorns and that represents the environment that the person is in even though the seed can go into the ground it's gonna grow up but it, it, it can't bear fruit because because it's choking the word the the circumstances that the person is surrounded by and the people that person allows them to be around is, is going to choke the word. Amen. They're not going to be able to bear fruit because of the environment, because of the people, because of the situations and circumstances. The cares of life and the, and the things that they're going through. Okay. And then of course we know that the fourth type of ground Jesus talked about is good ground or good soil and what did he say that kind is going to produce 30 fold 60 fold and 100 fold now long time ago I mean back in the early days of my ministry I was just like well Lord I mean you know okay there's 30 fold but it's like a multiple choice you know it's like an option 30 fold option 60 fold option 100 fold I mean everybody would want to take the 100 fold option right who would want to take the hundredfold option? But I felt like I was standing there staring at this thing, and this thing was staring back at me. And I'm thinking, well, well which, which do I qualify for? I said, Lord, which level am I at? And then he says, why are you asking me that? I, got, I heard the Lord. The Lord spoke to me. He said, why are you asking me that question? And I said, but Lord, I mean, aren't you going to tell me? He goes, I don't determine that. You determine that. And it was like, I got revelation. And it set me free because here I am thinking like, you know, what level am I at? He goes, well, it's like, what level do you want to be at? It's like at that moment, I, I realized I have a blank check in front of me. The Lord's given me a blank check. And I can fill whatever amount I want in there. And it, it's not up to him. It's up to me. And it's not up to anybody else. No one else can stop me. 
No one else can stop me. I have no one to blame. Amen. And I have no one to be afraid of. No one else can stop me. No one else determines the level. I determine the level. You determine the level. That's what he just said. He just said that too. Now let's read this in the Amplified. Okay? Because what we receive is not up to Jesus. It's up to us. Jesus has already provided the seed, the word. It's the same for everybody. It is written. We have the full counsel of the word of God. Every single. You have a Bible in your hand? Paper, electronic, whatever. Okay. It's the same exact word that he's given. Every single one has access to the same exact word. Same exact promises. Amen. God is no respecter of persons. Jesus Christ died for the whole world. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son. That whosoever, anybody whosoever here? Who's a whosoever? Whosoever shall believe on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So whosoever. You're a whosoever, aren't you? That's what, isn't that what we tell people when we go out on the soul winning? You know? You're a whosoever, aren't you? Yes, you're a, I'm a whosoever. You're a whosoever. We're all whosoever. So whosoever, put your name in there. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever shall take this word and believe upon it and act upon it shall receive the rewards and the results of the word and the promises shall be fulfilled in the life of that person. Amen. Now, look at what he's, look at the Amplified now. I want to read that. I love the Amplified. This is the classic though, not the re revised one. Okay. He says, the measure, watch this, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. Powerful. Let me read that one more time. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. That's what happens, you see. Again, sower goes out to sow the seed. So four different kinds of people sitting, hearing the same word. They got, they're hearing the same word. But for one of them, it's like they, they basically put about one second into the thought and study of that word, and it falls by the wayside. If somebody else, they do take it. They're trying to receive it, but they got a lot of stones in, their, in the ground, which means there's a lot of, there's some areas that are soft, and there's some areas of their heart that's hard. And so even though the seed's kind of trying to go there, penetrate, and the roots are trying to come out, too many judgments, too many offenses, too many areas of the heart that's hard, and, and it's just not working. Others, they receive it, but then they leave, and then the environment chokes the word. The cares of life, and the people, and the circumstances, and then the, the plans and pursuits that they have is just choking the word. Others, good ground. It could be 30-fold, 60-fold, up to 100-fold. And I mean, anywhere else in between, I guess. I mean, because he's not just saying those are the three that, that you're limited by. That's an example he's giving. He's trying to tell us the kind of increase that's available. Okay? So here's what he says. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. How much virtue and knowledge do you want coming back to you? What, how, much, how much return do you want? It, it's completely up to you. The New American Standard says, you ready for this? By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. By your standard of measure, 
it will be measured to you. So who sets the standard of measure? You. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. God doesn't set the measure. You set the measure. And so many of us for, settle for such a low measure. The enemy convinces Christians to settle for such a low, such a low measure, such a low level. There's so much more that's available. Don't let the devil, the thief, lie to you and steal from you. You set the measure. You set the standard in your life. You set the level. You can go as far as you want to go. You can go as high as you want to go. Sky is the limit. Sky is the limit. But there's also something you have to understand. The cumulative effect. You understand the concept of the cumulative effect. Let me give you an example based on a penny. Okay? All right. The cumulative effect of a penny. Day one, you start with one penny. Every day you double it. Okay? Day seven, you have 64 cents. One week later, whatever, 64 cents. Doesn't seem like much, right? Who, who's going to even be stirred, about, stirred up about 64 cents? But now, you go to day 14, two weeks later, $81.92. All you started with is you're just doubling the penny every day. Day 14, two weeks later, $81.92. Day 21, three weeks, $10,485.76. That's the cumulative effect, just doubling the penny. I mean, you start out with this insignificant penny on day one. And then on, you know, a week later, 64 cents, whatever. Who's going to get excited about that? $81, okay, whatever. That's like a night out dinner, you know. A couple of people having a good dinner. That's about it. But now, third week, day 21, $10,485.76. That's, that's a year's income in many countries. That's actually a year's income in a lot of countries. That's actually a lifetime of income in, for some people in some countries. Some African countries, that's about all they make in a lifetime. Now, you ready for this? Day 28. Four weeks later, $1,342,177.28. You're a millionaire in four weeks, just doubling a penny every single day. The cumulative effect. But you see, after day seven, 64 cents, ah, not much. You can quit. That's what happens with a lot of people. They don't ever have the cumulative effect of their faith working in their lives. They don't stay in the process. They want to they get rich quick scheme. They want an overnight success. Jesus said, he who endures to the end shall be saved. You got to keep enduring. You gotta, it's through faith and patience you inherit the promises. Faith is not enough. It takes patience to get to week two. It takes patience to get to week three. It, get, it takes patience to get to week four. At day 30, day 30, just another two days later, you have $5,368,709.12. Just one month later of doubling a penny, 30 days. 
So it's quite a big difference when you look at it, that you're actually at over $5 million with a penny doubled every day for 30 days. That's the cumulative effect. And that's what Jesus is talking about. Take heed to what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. So you got to keep hearing. you got to keep hearing. you got to keep hearing. Never stop hearing the word. Never stop hearing. Never stop hearing the word. Never stop the cumulative effect of you constantly, continually hear, hearing the word. Because let me, see, let me also tell you, revelation comes by repetition. Even in the natural, they tell us like we have to hear something 11 times to really, really understand it. You got to keep hearing the word. You got you to stay in the word. You got to immerse yourself in it. You got you to bathe yourself in the word of God. You got you to immerse yourself in the word of God. You've got to continually, on a daily basis, stay in the word. And, and then you get in the word and the word gets in you. And make sure that word is like a fire shut up in your bones. Amen. Hallelujah. So the cumulative effect of continually hearing the word and building up yourself on your most holy faith. Jude 20. Dearly beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the spirit. Okay? So if you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you begin to speak in other tongues. Don't neglect it. Every single day, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Spend time praying in the Spirit. And, and the beauty of praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues is you don't have to necessarily set up, you know, go lock yourself in a closet. You can do it all the time. Driving in your car, walking, I mean, in the toilet, in the bath, in the shower, washing dishes, out in the yard. It, wherever you are, continue just praying tongues. Build up yourself on your most holy faith. And turn that generator on because that's a faith generator. That's a revelation generator on the inside of you. That's what happens when you get baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then the, with the evidence of speaking other tongues and you have the gift, it's there. But you have to, just like Paul said, rekindle the fire that's in you. He said to Timothy, the words that you received. By prophecy, by the laying on of hands, it's in you. Don't neglect that gift. Stir it up. Rekindle the fire. Turn it on. Because now it's yours. God's not going to turn it on for you. He gives you the keys and the car. So it's yours. And you're like, okay, God, please come turn the, uh, open the door. Please turn the engine on. Please drive my car. He's like, no, I gave you the car. You want me to be your chauffeur? I gave you the car. Take it. And, 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 and go places with it. Use it. I've given it to you. It's yours now. It's my gift to you. I have imparted that into you. Don't neglect it. Because what, he, what did he say? To those who don't use it, it'll be taken away. And those that use it, more will be given to them. So he gives you access to divine revelation. To divine impartation. He gives you access to divine strategies. Amen. Hallelujah. The seeker of the Lord is with those who fear him. There are secret things that he wants to reveal to you. But he's not going to cast his pearl before swine and give what's holy to the dogs. He wants you to have the fear of God in you so that you value the things that he wants to show you. You value his word. You value his revelation. You value his wisdom. That's what the fear of God is. Having a reverential fear and a respect for the things of God. Being in awe of the things of God. And when you walk in that fear, the fear of the Lord, and the Bible says the fear of the Lord endures. 
So for you to endure, it's, gonna not, it's not going to just take grace. And we looked at that last night. You know, we saw that in, under the, uh, during the book of Acts, there was great grace upon them. But then in the middle of that great grace, here comes Ananias and Sapphira with this irreverent offering. And boom, boom, boom. Both of them, they dropped dead. And then the Bible says great fear came upon them and people dared not join them but yet God was adding to their numbers daily as those that were being saved and then great signs and wonders and miracles were being done to where even Peter's shadow passing over people as he's walking down the street they're bringing sick people lame people people that need miracles people that are demon possessed and they're being healed and set free and the anointing increased upon the church so it's not just great grace you have to have great fear because what, what we have now in the modern day movement is everybody wants to preach about grace, grace, grace. But you've got to bring the balance because you can't take grace and abuse it. God's grace is not so that people, people can live anyhow. It has to be balanced with great fear. The fear of the Lord. Because that's what's going to help you to endure. Because the fear of the Lord keeps you from compromising. You dare not compromise. And you've, you hold the things of God in high value, great value. It's like the man who, you know, uh, found a great pearl, a pearl of great price, and sold all that he had to come buy that field just so he could have that pearl of great price. Amen. So we got to put value on the things of God. And the more you hear and the more you immerse yourself in the Word, the more you spend time building up yourself on your most holy faith, strengthening you, and then, of course, the standard of measure you use by your standard of measure, it will be measured back to you. So, you set the standard of measure of what you receive. And that's the beauty of it. Not somebody else. Not anybody else. You. Amen. Not your boss. Not your friend. Not your enemy. Not the government. Nobody can change the course of your life except you hallelujah no one can stop the blessing nothing can separate you from the love of God but how do you stay in the love of God with the fear of God because the love of God is what comes from him and the fear of God is your response to that putting a value on his precious love like the Apostle Paul said you know that he was an apostle born out of due time but he said he said I labored more than all the other apostles, to make sure that the grace of God in me was not in vain. So the grace that we receive is the empowerment, but make sure that it's not in vain, that it is valuable because it's the most precious thing we have. God's presence in our lives, God's life, God's goodness is the most precious thing that we have, and we need to put high value on it. It, it must be of the utmost value to us. And that's what the fear of God is. It's not some kind of, you know, cringing, ugly fear. This is just a reverence, a reverential fear towards the things of God. Placing high value on the things of God. Never, ever compromising God's word for the sake of pleasing people. Because pleasing people is the fear of man. And the Bible says, if you have the fear of man, it's what? A snare. It's going to cause you to stumble. You can't put your trust in man. Amen. We love one another. I mean, especially those of the household of faith. We support one another, but ultimately, our trust is in God. And ultimately, He's our source. Ultimately, He's our provider. Ultimately, He's our Savior. Ultimately, He's our healer. 
Ultimately, he's our peace. He's our wisdom. He's our righteousness. Everything that we need comes from him. He is our all in all. In him, we live, move, and have our being. Hallelujah. We must be rooted and grounded in him and in his love. And what's going to keep us rooted and grounded in his love is the fear of God. Never, ever compromising his word and taking his word at face value. Never doubting his word. Always, when you hear God's word, I mean, when I hear God's word, I'm like, yes, I believe it. Yes, yes, yes. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, yes, yes. I respond. I respond. Amen. I shake my head, but I also, yes, amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. I mean, you go to preach in some of these countries, I mean, they'll just be amening, like, you go, amen. You, go, you look at them, amen. They just, amen. They respond. And they teach them to respond. And I like people that respond. And I want you to respond, not for me. You're not my cheerleader. You respond for yourself. Because when you respond to the word, you're taking it. You're receiving it. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. Woo. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we better say more amen so the pastor feels good about himself. I don't really care. I, whether you believe it or not, I believe it. That's, all, that's the only thing that matters for me. I believe it. If you don't believe it, that's your problem. I believe it. And that settles it because you don't set my measure. You don't set the standard of my measure. I set the standard of my measure. Amen. When you make a decision, I'm going to have a high standard. I want to be strong in faith. I want to be this mighty man of faith. I want to be this mighty woman of faith. I want to prosper. I want to increase. I want to, I want to kill giants. I want to move mountains. I want to raise the dead. I want to walk on water because all that is available. Because Jesus said, greater works than these ye shall do also. Because I go unto my Father. And what happened when he went to his Father? He sat at the right hand of the Father at the place of authority. All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me, he said. And I give it to you. I give you the keys of the kingdom. Go and bind and, and loose. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Glory to God. Woo! Woo! Glory. 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 Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost shout coming on. Ha! <laughs> Preaching myself happy tonight. My Lord. We have access to heaven's best. He didn't put us here on earth to crawl on our bellies. That's the devil's curse. We are to trample upon snakes and scorpions. He said, behold, I give you power over the enemy. I give you authority. I give you exousia. Hallelujah. I give you my name. I give you my word. I give you, I give you spiritual weapons. The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. Casting down imaginations and every vain thought, every nonsense, religious nonsense, and every idea and knowledge that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and punishing every thought. Hallelujah. Walking in our authority, believing God's word, keeping our hearts right, believing God for big things. Because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what we ask or think. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
So the Amplified says, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And that set me free when the Lord said to me, son, it's not up to me, it's up to you. I give you a blank check. You can go as far as you want to go. You can settle for my goodwill, or you can take it another step further. You can aim for the acceptable will of God, or he said, you can go for the perfect will of God. And to me, 30-fold is the good will of God. 60-fold is the acceptable will of God. 100-fold is the perfect will of God. Shakatana masata. You can have 100-fold. That's 10,000% increase. Pretty good deal, isn't it? Pretty good deal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 10,000% <laughs> increase. You can increase. You can increase. It's available. You don't have to be at this level for the rest of your life. Good news. Good news is, not, is that, hey, you're not where you used to be. But even better news, hallelujah, you're not where you're going to be. So how, where do you see yourself a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, ten years from now? Same exact place, going around the same mountain, working the same dead-end job? No, we don't have dead-end jobs because we have eternal life. We have abundant life. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not dead-end. It's life eternal. Hallelujah. There's growth in God. Hallelujah. And I had a lot of people tell me, oh, you, you're going to go in the ministry? And listen, I, I could have become a partner in a consulting firm. I would be making millions of dollars. And they said, oh, you're going to go in the ministry. You're going to be poor. You're going to struggle. I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, are you a millionaire yet? Maybe I'm not a millionaire yet, but I am a millionaire. I'm actually a billionaire in the king kingdom, and that's, that's what matters. But I'm not suffering. I'm not hurting. I'm taken care of. I'm blessed. My family is blessed. Amen. But we're not where we're going to be. I mean, I'm believing God for bigger things. I'm believing God for increase, and I'm going to continue to increase and prosper and do more for the kingdom. But a lot of people, they don't, they don't go into ministry. Because they tell them, oh, you're not, there's no money in ministry. There's no, this, not, not that you get in the ministry for money, but it's just the, the, how the world talks. And even Christian parents and Christian brothers and sisters will discourage other people from going into ministry. And then people do go into ministry, and they struggle, and they quit. Look, <laughs> did I struggle in the early days in the ministry? Yes, absolutely. Was it easy? No. Did I have guarantees? Absolutely not. I had to live by faith, but I had to persevere. But the cumulative effect, the cumulative effect, what happens is people quit on the third day because they got four pennies. They quit after a week because they got 64 cents. But if you just stay with it after 30 days, you're over 5 million. Just stay with it. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. Trust God's word. Put the word in you. Is this helping anybody here tonight? Come on, I'm preaching better than you're responding. Praise the Lord. Stay with it. The cumulative effect. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10, verse 10. With the heart man believes. You cannot receive beyond what you believe. 
Amen. And you cannot believe beyond the revelation you have. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Do you understand me? You cannot believe beyond the revelation you have. Amen. And you cannot receive beyond what you believe. So to increase your faith, you have to have more revelation in the word. Stay in the word. Study the word. Don't just be satisfied with hearing a sermon once a week, some people twice a week, some others one every other week, sometimes some once a month. It's like, you know, people try to feed their bodies three hot meals a day, but their spirit one cold snack a week. Some of them just getting from the vending machine. Putting in two quarters, some churches are like a vending machine. I mean, you know the food in the vending machines? Oh, my God. <laughs> if, you live, if you have to live on that, <laughs> you're going to be malnutrition big time. That's why people's spirits are weak. They have to be fed. You need substance in your spirit. You, you, need, a, you need to be strong in faith in your spirit. You need to be fed. And I'm, I try to do that, but then I also give you the keys so that you can stay in the Word for yourself. I give you the, the things to confess right? Several pages. Who's been confessing them? A month ago, everybody raised their hand. Now three people. Oh, there you go. Pastor, it's a lot of work. Yes, it is. Nothing comes easy. If you want it easy, amen, and cheesy, go to McDonald's. They don't have gourmet meals at McDonald's. And McDonald's. Gourmet meals are not 30 cents in the microwave. You got to feed your spirit good, solid food, organic, not RMO, religiously modified organisms. <laughs> Pure milk of the word. God calls it the unadulterated word of God, pure. Because it's the pure without mixture that's going to produce faith. Problem a lot of people don't grow in faith, there's too much mixture. You need the pure word. Hear the word, study the word. Put the word in you and then you shall see the increase. The word of God is seed and the law of increase will work. In your life, in every area, whatever area you want to grow in, you've got to sow into it. If you want to grow in your health, you've got to sow into it. You've got to sow into your body the right foods, and you've got to sow into your spirit the right word. Amen? You want to grow financially, you have to sow the right seed in the right ground. You want your marriage to be blessed, you've got to sow into one another, husbands and wives. People, don't, they don't sow into each other, they're always trying to take. Give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. Well, that's not going to work that way. You got to sow as well. You got to water the seed. You got to water your wife. You got to water your husband. You got to sow into one another. It takes work to make a marriage work. Amen. Hallelujah. She said, I do. He said, I do. But after that, they never did. You have to do the things that you have to. When you say, I do, you mean I'm, I'm going to continue to do. Same way. You said, Jesus be my Lord, by faith you receive him, and then you have to every day 
you have to walk by faith. It's not a one-time thing. I came up in an altar call. Okay, I got my ticket to heaven, then I go whatever. No, you got to sow into your life. You got to sow into your marriage. You got to sow into your finances. You got to sow into your spirit. You got to sow into your body. You got to sow into your mind. Everything works by the power of seed. You cannot expect a harvest if you're not sowing seed. You can't expect your marriage to prosper if you're not sowing the right seeds in your marriage. You can't expect your business to prosper if you're not sowing the right seeds in your business. You can't expect to prosper financially if you're not sowing the right seeds into the kingdom. Tithes and offerings and, and then being a blessing to others. You can't expect your body to prosper if you're not sowing the right food into your body. You can't expect your mind to prosper if you're not thinking on the right thoughts. You've got to take authority of the wrong thoughts. When the enemy comes like a flood with the wicked thoughts, you've got to take authority of them immediately. You have to reject them. You have to say, absolutely not. I have the mind of Christ. That thought has no place in my mind. I will not be dominated by fear. I will not be dominated by anger. I will not be dominated by offense. I will not be dominated by worry and, and anxiety and poverty and sickness, disease and lack. I'll take authority over these things. And then now you've got to speak God's word. You've got to speak words of prosperity and provision. You've got to speak words of health. Your mouth must speak the blessing of God. From the same fountain, you can't get sweet and bitter water flowing out at the same time. With the same mouth, you can't praise God and curse people. With the same mouth, you can't bless and curse at the same time. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who love it shall eat the fruit of it. And it's either going to be rotten fruit or good fruit. So speak the words that are going to bring the blessing of God and then release the blessing of God. You have the power to loose, and then you have the power to bind. Bind the wrong thoughts, loose the right thoughts. Bind the wrong words, loose the right words. Use your authority in your own life. This is the place where authority begins, right here. If you can't take authority over your mind, if you can't take authority over your body, you're not going to be able to take authority over the devil. But when you get this going, when you get this lined up, your mind, your spirit, your body lined up, your spirit, soul, body lined up with the word of God, then you're going to walk in power and victory, and you're going to be able to take authority over demons. You're going to be able to take authority over cancer. You're going to be able to take authority over depression and other things that are attacking people around you. Hallelujah. When you walk in victory, you can release victory. Hallelujah. So don't let the enemy bring you to a place of defeat. You have the power to live in victory. You have all the tools and the weapons you need to live in victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. New American Standard. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Amen. And sometimes that's hard. Hard for some people because the conditions that they grew up in, you know, and... But, I mean, look at this. People in third world countries are breaking through. The church in some of these third world countries are actually more powerful and more prosperous than the American church. Don't be fooled. The American church is built on, on debt. One little shaking, most of the church was closed down overnight. They can't pay off their debt. Billions and billions of dollars up to their eyeballs in debt. So then it just becomes something where they have to manage now all the debt and keep the people happy, and, and it just becomes a facade. Then you go to Africa, there's a church, they just build paying cash, a building one mile by one mile. $100 million building, paid cash. Nobody don't loan money in Africa to any church. You can't trust the banks. 
put your money in the bank, you'll never get it back. you got countries where people have to literally carry money in wheelbarrows just to go buy a loaf of bread, yet they're building huge churches, seating 50,000, 60,000 people, paying cash, debt-free. Why? Because they have no choice but to believe God. They can't go to the bank. They can't go to the government. But they have no choice but to believe God's word. And God moves supernaturally on their behalf. So we've got to get to that level because we've taken a lot of things for granted here in America. We've, we've, allowed, we've taken a lot of things for granted, and we've, we've become soft here in America. We can't go soft in our faith. We've got to be aggressive in our faith. Our faith has to be strong, and our faith has to be aggressive. Amen. Hallelujah. So the comfort levels is actually what keeps people at a low standard because they just kind of settle. They, they reach a level, I'm okay, I'm comfortable, I'm whatever, I'm okay. You know, I dwell among my people. You know, it's like the woman. Prophet came and said, what must be done for you? Tell, tell us. Oh, I dwell among my people. I'm okay. But she needed a miracle. But she wasn't pressing in for the miracle. Because I'm comfortable. I'm okay. You know, I've got money. Rich, she was a rich and influential woman. You know, I'm okay. I've got a house. I've built a chamber for you upstairs. You know, what more do you want? He's like, no, 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 no. Prophet's like, something must be done for you. you need, you're not using your faith. She goes away, and then the servant comes and says to the prophet, you know, she, she, she doesn't have a child, and her husband's old. You know, what do you do when you have no child and your husband's old? You need a miracle. So she needed a miracle, but she wasn't pressing in for one. So call her back. And it's very interesting. She's standing in the doorway. That's telling. Many of you are standing in the doorway of your miracle. Many of you are standing in the doorway of the next step of your life. Many of you are standing, standing in the doorway of the next level. Step through. Step through. She's standing in the doorway. This time next year, you will have a son. Oh, prophet, please don't tease me. Don't lie to me. I'm not lying to you. I'm giving you the word of the Lord. If you will believe this word, everything will change. Don't just stand in the doorway. Beyond the open door, there's a whole new level. The door is open because Christ is the door. And God opens the door. No man can shut it. Beyond the door. The open door was her miracle. But she wasn't pressing in for one. But you know what she did? She sowed into the prophet. And so now God's, okay, God has to do something because she, put, she got seed in the ground, so God has to respond. Well, she didn't need money, but she needed a son. So not everything comes back in money. But here in America, everything's measured by money. That's the problem. It's, becoming such a, it's become such a money-driven society. It's all about money. And we know people have all the money, but they're still miserable. So money doesn't... Bring happiness. Money can buy you a mansion, but it cannot buy you a marriage. So ultimately, we got to go beyond this whole thing with money. And not allow money to become the master of our lives. And we, and, but we have ways to break through. We have to believe God's word. We have to live by the fear of the Lord. 
We have to be committed to the things of God. And we have to have the cumulative effect of our faith working on a daily basis. Don't quit on your faith. Don't just try this. Commit to this. People come, well, I'm going to try tithing this month. I said, just don't even bother then. Because you've got to commit to it. It's got to become a lifestyle. Well, I'm going to try to come to church this month. Anybody ever said, I'm going to try to come to church this month? I've never seen them. You don't try to come to church. You commit to come to church. Hell or high water, I'm in church every time the doors are open. First one in, last one out. I'm committed to the things of God. I'll do whatever it takes. Hallelujah. Earthquake, hurricane, floodwaters. I'm going to church. If I can't drive, I'll find a boat. Well, if you're the only one, I'm, I'll be the only one. I'll show up. I'll preach to myself. You know why? Because I'm married to this thing. You guys just date the church. I'm married to the church. You never think about it, do you? I wonder if pastor will be there this night. Does anybody ever come here thinking whether I'll be here or not? No, you, you, you assume I will be here. You know you expect me to be here. You expect me. I'm constant. And if I'm not here, I tell you. And I tell you who's going to be preaching in my place. Maybe one of these Sunday nights, I would just want to show up. Where's pastor? He's scuba diving. He's doing the night dive. Ministering to the fish. <laughs> he show up and just staring at a blank pulpit. And Josh has been worshiping for three hours now. When is pastor coming up? He ain't. What? It'll be, it'll be a shock to your system. I don't take a night off. But you have that option. Not that you actually do. You feel like you have the option. For me, I feel like woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel. And I don't do it out of necessity or, you know, out of whatever, you know, uh, slavery or bondage or whatever. I do it with joy. It's my privilege to preach this gospel. It's my privilege to impart into people's lives the truth that will change their lives. Because I know I received the same truth and it changed my life. And I can't wait for other people to get a hold of this truth because I know it's going to change their life. I know I had an encounter with God, and I desire for everyone to have the same encounter because I know, I know once they've had that encounter, they'll never be the same again. So ultimately, it's the commitment. Commit to this thing. The cumulative effect is powerful. Commit to this thing. Might seem like you're just starting with a penny, a nickel, a dime. Commit to it. And watch and see the cumulative effect of you every single day believing God. Speaking out those things that which be not as though they were. And committing to the word and speaking the word. And building up yourself on your most holy faith. Sowing into your spirit. Sowing financially. Sowing into your marriage. Whatever it is. Sow, sow into your church. Sow into the kingdom. Sow into the lives of others. Always be sowing, 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 sowing. Because it's the power of sowing that brings the return. Sower goes out to sow the seed, and that's where the 30, 60, 100 fold comes. Everything's a seed. And every situation you go through is a test. And then it's in your power to turn it into a testimony. You've got to take the logos, the written, and you've got to turn it into rhema, the spoken. 
It's got to come out of your mouth. It's when it comes out of your mouth that it becomes powerful, becomes a weapon. When it comes out of your mouth, it becomes a seed. It's when it comes out of your mouth, it goes into your future and begins to work for you, begins to work on your behalf, and it will not come to you void, and it will accomplish that which God had intended for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Lord is strengthening you. A joyful spirit. And joy comes out of your mouth. Ha, ha, ha. At destruction and famine, you shall laugh. And send the enemy in derision. It's the voice of faith. Laughter is good medicine. It's the voice of faith. It's the voice of victory. It's the sound of victory. It's the sound of it's the sound of overcoming. It's the sound of celebration. It's the sound of breakthrough. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 26. And he said, the kingdom of God is like a man who scatter, scatters seed upon the ground. And then continues sleeping and rising night and day while the seed sprouts and grows and increases. And he knows not how. So now you're sleeping or resting and the word is working. <laughs> the word is working. And it's growing and you don't know how. Because God's not working. God's working. He who never sleeps, never slumbers, is working. It's the beauty of this thing. And because you're committed to this thing, he's committed to it. And you mean business with God, he means business with you. When you're committed to the word, the word is committed to you. And you might say, well, I don't have a lot of faith. It's not the size of your faith, it's the application of your faith. Then he goes on to say, it's like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds upon the earth. Yet after it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all garden herbs and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air are able to make nests and dwell in its shade. Then he also said, if you have faith as the size of a mustard seed. So it's not the size of your faith. It might be the size of a penny right now. But every day, apply the penny. 30 days later, you're a millionaire. Your faith is going to keep growing. Hallelujah. The power of seed, power of faith working in your life, never backing down, never growing weary in well-doing, for in due season you will certainly reap. So trust the power of seed. Trust the power of God's word. Put it to work in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.